Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Right? I don't get out much. Unless someone's paying for Yeah, <laughs> unless it's a $40 martini. <laughs> my name is Hope Dope, and this was my motherfucking Golden Hour, bitch. And, and, and it's her Platinum Hour because it's your... Second episode! Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek master of all four elements could stop those boys but when boston needed him most he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest season four let's sync the audio and the video a lot's changed since you were last year. <laughs> this room has changed. Like what? Crazy, right? Was yeah. it? Was weren't the walls brown last time you were here? Yeah, I kind of liked how it was originally. It was more of a trap. Yeah, it looked more. It more ratchet. Yeah, I fucked with that shit. And now it's like the most pristine studio of all time. It's minimalist. It's in. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's easy, but how we start the episodes is we want to make sure there's no. Because a lot of times we facilitate conversation with people that are off camera. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to get Molly. Molly, you're going to swing up real quick and say, hey, tell yeah. everyone who you are. Okay. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're rolling? <laughs> yeah, just go on up. <laughs> hey, my name is Big Melee, or Molly. I'm Hopadope's manager. And I can't snap my fingers, but I can definitely whistle. And you work at the Middle, Middle East, East one and only connection. And I met Hopadope initially through Molly. Because, I, Molly, I think we just met at the Middle East one time. Yeah, you were just walking by. like I was like, Slumming oh. around. And Lionel, I think, introduced me. I was like, oh, this is Connor. He's starting a show here. And I was like, okay. Well, and, then you're, and then you were like, hey, I want to do some like indie rock stuff, start a label. I was like, this girl's driven, man. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, ideas that go through my mind, and I do follow through with many of them. You execute. That's why I fuck with you. You execute. Thank you. You gotta execute the vision, or else it's just. You just gotta do shit. That's why I fuck with you too. And before I introduce you, Jack, you're already in front of the camera. But listen, I I don't thank Jack enough. None of anything that goes on is possible without Jack's help. Even though I'm a psycho and I'll work 18 hours a day, Jack hits me with every alley oop. Swing up, man. And he's bald faced. <laughs> That's my guy. Clean face like Biggs. Like, like, typical, like, Massachusetts boys right there. He, look, he looks like he's from Vermont. No. You could be Tom Brady's cousin. What are you, like, oh, yeah. you could be James Devlin's cousin. One time I was at the Middle East and um, somebody did perform t- not one song about Tom Brady, but three. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking. Three originals? Was, yeah, was, uh, he was a. Where he's at now. That's what we call a stan. <laughs> it's a little strange. It was because at first I was like, "Oh, it's an old man. He's a little delusional. It's kind of cute. Like, let's roll with it." And, like, <laughs> and, then, and then after the second song, you're like, "All right, it's getting a little weird." It was like Kumbaya and like Fleetwood Mac. Too. 
like that's what he sounds was like. it upstairs Zuzu you get like a really intimate atmosphere Zuzu is beautiful it is it's like all the walls are purple it's like a lot of um eccentric decorations it's just it's comfy feels like not chaotic home. yeah so so to my right so we've for the second episodes we've been calling them platinum hours <laughs> and then it will be diamond for the third episode oh, and then w- and then where do we go to after after diamond ruby red, ruby red. infinity and beyond today, oh <laughs> i like that that's fire <laughs> literally that's fire to my right i have hope of dope thanks for coming back what up though do you remember what number episode we had the first the first time we ran one no, but it should have been number one if it wasn't. I think it was Is like it? I think it was like twenty. Yeah, you know what's cool? Things have changed for me and you since then. Yeah, what's new with you? Well, I'm, I'm, I want to also want to preface this. So I've been on a ketogenic diet, which means I haven't had any sugars or fats. I mean, any sugars or carbs for about four months. Last night, I binged a little bit. All right, <laughs> and so I'm feeling a little mentally foggy. I was housing butterscotch morsels so if i'm not as mentally sharp as i normally am excuse me i was just gonna say you look you look a little toned there you look like you've been working out yeah so say it again 21 and and what would this be 60 70 someone turn their phone off sorry that's me um shake my head but when we ran the episode the first one i feel like you were kind of all the music you were have now dropped was on the way right yeah it was on the way and i think at the time i gave you a date which was such a false date <laughs> i dropped it way later the project right <laughs> yeah why what did you say EP. initially i don't even remember i threw out so many dates and then finally <laughs> empty I promises like, i know so many empty promises sorry y'all you know but oh, mix and master yeah you know you can't rush perfection <clears throat> But I hate when artists say that. It has to be perfect. Uh, it is. Uh, the project, in my eyes, is so, it's like perfect. The videos are dope. Thank you. Oh, that's that's what had just dropped. Was it Was it Cheekbones, maybe? Um, That was my last video, yes. I think that's what had just happened. Yeah, I'm long overdue for a music video, so. Who, isn't that, that blonde dude was the dude who was shooting him? What's that dude's name? Are you thinking of Flotiglio? Yeah, was he the one who shoots it? No, he just did the beat for Chico. Oh, okay. He was yeah. just in the video. Yeah, he was in the video. Who shot that? Um, this woman named Atma. Well, there were actually free three free three women that It was it was all it. female directors? Yes. Dope. All female, yeah. Dope. It was lit. Hope a dope. Hope a dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what's what's when I see your stuff going on online, you have access to this different community of artists that i'm that i normally see what do you mean like i see like new directors and you like work with other producers mm-hmm. that, that i'm not used to necessarily seeing okay which is dope and the genre is way different than anything else i've still heard in boston thanks fire thank you do you like share do you that. like share i love share i love the 70s in general so mm-hmm. like share's my bitch share's like, wild fire. she's awesome yeah have you uh since you shot that video and since you dropped the project, can you just describe? Well, first, can you just describe to everyone who you are and where you're from, okay. what you do? I am Hope Dope. I am from the 31 motherfucking three. I'm from Detroit and I'm a musician. I sing, I rap, 
I make my beats sometimes. Sometimes I get them from other people. She has wild performances. <laughs> yeah. I'm a twerkaholic, you know. I aim <laughs> to please. <laughs> yeah, I saw some video of you going ham on some dude on stage. <laughs> At who, the cupcake show? Someone got abused up there. Yeah, who was that? <laughs> I um some random guy. Uh I performed. I opened up for Cupcake. And that was amazing. Oh, he raised his hand for it? Yeah, I just <laughs> I was so before the cupcake show, I don't know if you know who Cupcake is. Yeah, yeah. She has such a huge stage presence, so the pressure was fucking on. So I was like, I have to do something to really fucking stand out so i watched a ton of uh videos of like janet jackson and sierra performing and mm -hmm. they all gave out lap dances Nicki minaj does so, it too yeah so i was like i'm totally giving someone a lap dance and yeah i the first guy i got on stage was like 17 so i was like <laughs> nah get hit with the charge <laughs> oh, oh you he was trying oh. to r kelly my ass you know what i'm saying oh did you did you know he was 17 did you ask him yeah i asked him oh so you were nervous to start with yeah <laughs> i mean you, i wasn't oh, nervous no. just cautious you know <laughs> i'm just smart that would suck. you always ask their age first wait did you ask him like when you were pulling him up, you were like, hey, how old are you? Or was it like... No, once I got him on stage, I was just like, you know, what's your name? How old are you? He's like, I'm 17. I was like, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> he was so embarrassed for the rest of the night. Yeah, but then we brought up another kid. He was 21. He was mad cute, so it was actually quite enjoyable for the both of us. How long did it last? Oh, wow. Connor, you're nasty. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Well, you never see that shit at the Middle East. That's why we bring it to the Middle East because there's not much out there like Hope. And Hope brings in this incorporation of pop, hip-hop, and even house music. So I feel like with all those genres mixing together, you have a likability within that music. And stuff that pumps people up without it being unrecognizable, but having it be new as well. Well, can I tell you what, why I think shit's going to work out so well for you? Is because I think in Boston there's... There's a niche, and I noticed it with Why Try Show. There's a niche for someone who goes hard and for their performances mm -hmm. because people are so used to seeing the same shit over and over. When you actually see someone like up front, like going crazy on stage, that sticks with everybody. I'm sure everyone left and they were pumped, right? Yeah, people were pretty lit. Did, did you nice. do fan interaction afterwards? Of so course. I stayed after the show, and it was that was one of the shows that made me really feel famous as fuck, you know, because everyone wanted to take pictures with me. It was lit. So, yeah, that was a cool show. But then you got another one after that, right? Uh, yeah, what, what did I have after that? I don't even, I can't keep up, Connor. We had Valley Baby. We uh, had yeah. show. We had These are all Middle East shows? Yeah. yeah. We had about three shows after that. We, we did one with P-Dogs, too. Yeah, uh, that was pretty lit. We did our first basement lit. show. We went from, like, doing straight Middle East shows, and we tried a basement show, and that's fun, too, to, like, see people. That crowd of, like, the show we were at was more guy rappers as well, but they were fully committed to Hope's side. And just to see people who aren't really introduced to Hope's mm -hmm. music really fuck with it. Gravitate towards it. Yeah, yeah. that's a better better terminology. Let's, let's do that. I've been drinking a lot of this, man. <laughs> Getting smarter. But... You go it through. You got two cups of coffee right you now. You see the bags under my eyes, man? <laughs> I'm losing it. Uh, I act like I'm prepared for all this stuff going on. I am not. It's okay. We just, yeah, we just keep going. So, so how did did you, did you orchestrate the South by Southwest hookup? How did that happen? Um, you got involved with um, 
Styles, which yeah. has the ox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. why don't why don't you just explain where you're going? What's about to happen and what you've been doing the past couple of weeks? Yeah, motherfuckers. No kidding. <laughs> Bam. Um, so I'm going to South by Southwest. It's a week conference and they pretty much integrate like music. There's like a music festival that they do, but they integrate like music, business, technology, startups, all types of like entrepreneurship. It's a really cool like it, it's uh, like South by Southwest for anyone who doesn't know. It's it's getting mega famous. Mm-hmm. Because politicians are showing up in, to like market their campaigns and stuff, but it's just this collective of all arts. It's in Austin, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's pretty much just like if you're doing something arts or entertainment related, it's probably a good place to be. Yeah, which um, I just signed uh, a deal with V Files. Let's go. So we um we just released a single called Vibe. And uh, they're putting on a show with Carolina Music, and I'm going to perform. What is V-Files? Uh, V-Files is the dopest, sickest motherfucking company in the world. They started out as just a uh, fashion house out of Soho, and they sell um, items from local designers, which is really fucking dope. So they're all about... Uh, looking out for just local artists in general. So they started out just doing fashion, and then they kept elevating integrated music in it. So it's a conglomerate. Uh, yeah. So now they're they're doing a they're trying to start a label. They're trying to be like the next Motown, which is really fucking awesome. And, and, and so, how did you link with them initially? I've been I stalked them for like years. Yeah, if you don't years. know, hope is heavy on social media, man. Yeah, she knows what's going on. <laughs> I try, I try, I try to know who's is who. But yeah, I've been I've been rocking with V Files for a while, so it was kind of inevitable. For oh, them you were just... rocking with them through the fashion stuff. Um, I I discovered V Files years ago, probably about four years ago. So I've always just followed them and. Um, I was an active member on their website. Like they have a whole community, um, kind of like Facebook. So oh, oh, they have anyone like a... interested, go on vfiles.com, make an account. It's a really cool um, outlet. You can post pictures. Um, you can post pretty much anything you want. You can post your music on there. You know, like they're a, always looking at it. Like a discussion board, kind of. Um, not really a discussion board. I would, if I could compare it to anything, I guess it's. More of a, a Instagram, but in my opinion, a little bit better than Instagram. Because they cut that check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, IG does too. You're so. heavy on IG too. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, trying to get to 10k, 10k. Oh, that's oh for the blue check. Yeah. Well, Is not necessarily for the blue check, but just, just you know, it's just a threshold. Once you get yeah, once you reach 10k, <clears throat> you kind of get more respect you know people kind of are like all right i fuck like with her you built your, a lot of your respect organically and the clout does come organically as yeah well. so either way the way you present yourself is just raw and i don't know what is authentic on instagram anyways but uh, i mean uh, it's not authentic but the to. the thing about instagram especially as an artist no just as a music a musician in general it's just a great way not just to brand and promote yourself but to make money you know what i'm saying and a lot of times these labels they look at your following absolutely as as soon as i try to audition for something or i apply for anything they ask for your instagram 
You know what I'm saying? And that says something. That says that they're looking at my Instagram. They want to see who's following me, how many followers I have, Your how many people, yeah, how many people like my shit, how many fans I have off of my shit. So that's a that's definitely a goal for me, you know, to get to 10K. Well, well what's wild, I think, is like, I think everyone can see what's inorganic pretty easily. Don't you mm, agree? I agree. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's you got, like, a thousand so- likes on a picture but three comments, like, come on, bitch. Or, like, a thousand likes on a picture and you have, like, 150,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. But I have this friend who bought followers, like, way back in the day. He has a really prevalent following. And I was like, bro, you understand, like, people can see that now, right? Like, people can sift through it, like, very easily. He was like, yeah, but you don't understand. The fact that I have 20,000 followers is going to make it so much easier for me to get booked at venues. Yeah, period. Isn't that wild marketing? It is. Because you, be, you could be the best musician. You could, like, you could be the best musician out there. Like, if Stevie Wonder lived in this day and age and that motherfucker didn't have a poppin ig a poppin ig no one would give a fuck about <laughs> a him fact. you know what i'm saying like they'd be like oh like he's a blind guy that can sing everyone can fucking I'm, you know i'm under this impression that. though that the regardless like the cream always rises to the top though yeah don't I you think, think so it, it the talent shows when it's there like mm-hmm. if you have it you have it and even if like you have a bunch of people that are following like say it's like a rapper group with like 10k followers on their like whatever group it's 10 of them building each other up hope is on her own and to, like, we are too <laughs> and yeah go you guys do such a i was just talking about that like the way you guys build up things is through just motivation connections talking to people and a lot of people now just are connecting through instagram as the main connection and it's well it's what we have to do in boston it's just like you have to go meet people yeah. Face to face. Well, well that's, that's the main that the main cool. way I build my followers on Instagram is by meeting people. So, I don't get followers uh through my post. I get them when I do shows mm-hmm. or when I just do some spontaneous shit and I'm just like, follow me on Instagram. You know, that's how I that and that's where Molly's talking about getting those followers organically, you know. So quick rewind. So you were like, you were jamming on V files, right? And they were like, "Hey, we're gonna start up a label." They reached out to you. Um, it just, it just, it was one of those things where, yeah, they reached out to me, but it kind of just happened. So in July of last year, I would say was when I first performed for them. And uh, I did a thing that they do annually. It's called Pass the Ox. Uh, any artist out there can can go to Pass the Ox. You literally just show up to their Soho store, sign up, and you can perform. Um, so I did that. They really liked me. They uh, interviewed me and like put me on their website, did like a whole interview of me and shit. And from there, I just was very persistent with doing shows with them. So anytime... I would just stalk them. Like, I knew they had a show coming up. I would just reach out to the CEO, and I'd be like, hey, like, I know you guys have a show. Can you think of me? I love that, though. That's real hustle. <laughs> yeah. So when it came time for them to uh, say to themselves, all right, we want to start a label, um, they just kind of just hit me up because I've just always just been in their been, face. Yeah, I've always just been like, hey, I know you guys are doing this. I know you're doing this. Like, That's fire, look though. Look out. <laughs> yeah. 
There are there are so many artists in Boston. I think would want that. Yeah. To have a label connect like that. There's actually a label starting up. It's called Brand Nation Media. Have you seen that? I don't know how, I don't really know, like, the logistics behind what they've actually built, but I know that they've signed, like, high-key random I know is signed to them. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And I, don't, I don't really know how it works with, like, independent labels and stuff, but. That's pretty lit. I don't know if it's affiliation. So, are you having a touchdown in New York a bunch now? Because. Mm-hmm. Like, consistently? Yeah, a lot. It's It's nice. You like it? I love it. I love traveling. I mean. You know my story. I I move around a lot, so it doesn't. Don't leave us, man. I'm gonna try not to. (laughs) Molly's keeping me here, so. (laughs) You know the market here, right? You know it's growing. I do. I've traded my ways from indie music, and through my time at the Middle East, I've learned the music industry just by playing it by ear, by throwing myself into it, and also managing hope at the same time, and finding where I stand within that, and how to manage people, and trying to organize everything at once like i've learned to take strategic risks over time yes sir i I was taking big risks at first and i had amazing success we got jungle pussy cupcake valley baby yeah oh wait so what so have you you've been hitting up the manager saying hey yes yes sir (laughs) i i love working with ned and lionel um have a lot of insight within the field (laughs) molly's big sales mode right now (laughs) she (laughs) is i love uh, it (laughs) let me get a raise let me get a raise uh, no. B sales, that's huge. You need that on the team. No, Molly's the shit. That's why she manages me. You gotta show love and she be gets real shit about done. it. And you also have to be logical about it. That's what I've learned. It's like you, you have to be both rational and heart, like show your heart at the same time. Because mm-hmm. that's the music industry. Like everything is on your sleeve, and shit can get dusted off of that real quick too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but we're I'm trying to uh, get an LLC and create a. Don't do it yet. Then you're gonna have to start paying taxes. <laughs> we're, we're definitely making one that's not contract involved with a media group called Big Melee Media within. Let's go. I like that. So Big Melee Media. Let's fucking that's go, Big Melee. You, lo- you have a logo yet? Uh, I wanted to a Choose Your Fighter logo of just. <laughs> he, he, he's the best graphic design artist in the city. Mean it. Oh, you do you do all the. This was him. Oh, you lit. That's the first thing I ever made. That's so dope. But yeah, most of the stuff. Stuck. I do I do all the video for the most part, but Jack does all the graphic shit. So yeah, Bix, you got them. Yeah. Picasso over here with this, I love it. Whoa! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! This is new too. The table. Uh, nice. You're, you're gonna get. Th- oh, you gotta sign is twice. This Gucci? I don't know. Whoa! It's actually heavy as hell. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, you booked for South by Southwest. Who who hooked that up? V Files hooked it up. Okay. Shout out to V Files. They're the shit. What's no, that guy's V Files putting they're putting on the show. Um, so yeah. Oh, so it's is it like in a uh certain like venue in the city type yes. thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's you and the other V Files artists. Yep. So there's gonna be uh me, I think about um, if not all f- not all the artists that are on the EP, maybe. I'm not sure, but I think about four of us. Oh, they're, V-Files they're released a tape. Yeah, so we released, I'm sorry, we re, uh, V-Files released an EP. It's called Pass the Ox Volume 2. It's on all music streaming services. Go listen Spotify, to it. Spotify, SoundCloud, Twitter. I am song number four on there. That was Vibes? Yeah, Vibe. Vibe. Vibe, yeah. Very 70s poppy. Was that recorded shit. in New York? 
I actually recorded that in Detroit. Whoa. Mm, shout out to my hood. Wait, when were you back over there? I So last this past summer, not this past summer, but the summer before last, 20, I spent- 2017. Yes. I spent a lot of time um, in Detroit recording with this producer named Chuck Alcazian. He pretty much took me under his little wing and we created so many amazing songs. Um, I sent three of them to V Files and they picked one, which was Vibe, to be on the EP, which is dope. So So the song is old. Yeah. I, I literally sit on so many songs that people I was going to say, I feel like, have, have, you, have you, where do you record in Boston? Um, the last time I was in the studio, um, I'm working on a project with, um, I don't know if I should talk about it, but I'm working on a project right now. So I'm in the studio, but I don't, um, I haven't recorded in Boston in a while. I have a producer who's in um, Providence that I record with. She's going to have to like break back in. Jack, can you just time it? Make sure you can let her in. That door self locks. Okay, continue Providence. But yeah, that's where I record right now. In Providence? Mm -hmm. Where? <clears throat> exactly where I couldn't tell you. Cause well, I went to I'm school not good in Providence. With... Oh, really? Yes, sir. I don't know. If you're looking at the studio the and then you turn around, what are you well, looking at? Well, it's at my boy. Like, he has a house. Like, I go to his house. Oh, just... it's a house studio. Yeah. Is it in the hood? No. It's a really beautiful neighborhood. I didn't I even know there was a hood out there. Why are you looking <sighs> at me like that? <laughs> Do you know, See, where <laughs> you know where I went to school? You know where I went to school? Oh, my God. People are getting their cars broken into, houses broken into. Wild. I don't know if it's the hood. Providence is like a little brother to Boston. Yeah. In terms of size. Then it's definitely not the hood. Boston? Don't you love it here? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have mixed feelings. I love y'all. I'm just playing. You have mixed feelings on the city right now? Um, I like Cambridge a lot more than I like Boston. Why? Um, Just because there are more uh, creatives in Cambridge. At least I've met more creatives in Cambridge than in Boston. You live in Cambridge? Mm-hmm. Like near Central? Um, Like near MIT. Like yeah, okay. Kendall. Damn, that room must be fat. <laughs> that room, that room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I live in a very cheap-ass apartment. It's really old. I got really lucky. No complaints, but it's mad cheap. I, I love I, it. I forget what the mayor was saying about like basic rent in Cambridge. What yeah. was he saying? Every time people, every time I tell people I live in Cambridge, they're like, "Ooh, someone's getting money." I'm <laughs> like, "Oh no, bitch! <laughs> that that bag pockets. must be fat." No, nah, it's not. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> well, you were, well, I was on your IG. You were buying martinis last night. I, someone else was buying Whoa. martinis. <laughs> I didn't buy them. <laughs> what, Shout uh, out to you, <laughs> whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you got loose on the date? Uh, I've been like. I've been, like, going out on dates a lot lately. I don't know why. Like, but via Tinder? No, no. The guy I went out with yesterday, I met him very organically. So, which never happens in Boston, might I add. That shit never happens. Yeah. But Wait, so it wasn't off at of, the, like, Hinge or Tinder? No, we met at the club like normal fucking people. Yeah, that's how normal people <laughs> meet. That's how you develop long-lasting relationships. <laughs> You know, no one said I'm looking for love, Connor, okay? <laughs> wait, wait, which club? Like, Seaport? Um, We were... Uh, it. Uh, what's the fucking name of that place? See, I'm not good with anything. Um, It's in... It's, like, near Harvard. 
it's a venue. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Sinclair? Felipe's. No, not the Sinclair. <laughs> what was what was the name of that venue that Daw performed at? Venue? Is that the name of it? That's in Boston. Oberon? Yeah, the Oberon. Oberon. Yeah. I went to a show. Shout out to Queen Daw. Had an amazing performance at the Oberon recently. Queen it was Daw. Dope. And then I met a guy and he took me to I fucking don't even remember the name of the restaurant. Toscano's. Ta, ta, some shit. But it was nice. And bougie. I fucked with it. Yeah, the martini looked like it was like 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. God bless America, you know? It was strong, too. I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty lit after that shit. I know you were you were like hitting the vape pen in the bathroom. I like know. I'm enjoying myself. Ratchet. It was the most ratchet day, but like fun. You were part of the Say it again. Oh, well, she lets everyone in on around. everything, man. Yeah, I know what's going I try on. To, you know, let people know what's what I'm doing daily. Well, I think know? that's why people. Let, I think that's probably honestly why your following is growing so much too, because like you're mad transparent Thanks. with everything. Does that is that ever weird for you? Is that ever weird? Like you see someone in person, they're like, "Yeah, I, can't, I feel like I like know everything that's no. going on." No, I think it's weird for Molly. <laughs> what you think it's too much? Molly's like, "Hope oh, you got to tone it down sometimes." Well, I just well, it depends on like. Who Be honest, doing. Molly. <laughs> You're pissed. I'm so mad. Hope's out there getting her nails done, taking the shower while I'm at work. <laughs> but no, I just I think when it comes to a point where when it's the fan base that like knows you well, it's awesome. But like when we're trying to attract a different crowd, but like get like a five second timing video. Cause I'm all about comedic timing, musical timing, anything. If you just have yeah. like a 10 seconds and it's going to attract someone, go for it. So, yeah, but I like the way hope presents herself on Instagram because people tend to, cause every like, time you're on that thing, it's like, Hey, I'm about to watch a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not boring like that. <laughs> what? No TV shows fire. It's I like, barely watch TV. I w- what I'm saying is, like, sometimes your stories are so long, it could be, like, a Netflix series. Oh, oh, shit. Thank you. That's a mad huge compliment. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were saying, like, I watch TV and, like, post no no no, like, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm tuned in for entertainment. Lit. Lit. Jack, do you follow Hope? You got to follow her. I was actually just peeping on your Instagram. Oh. You should vlog with Golden Deer for a day. Like, a day with Golden Deer. Like, See, yeah, would you be comfortable vlogging? <laughs> Honestly, though, what is vlogging? It's just like you just walk around all day and like. Yeah, you just like. Oh, that's what I do, anyways. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you're always in your apartment when you're anything. Right? I don't get out much, unless someone's paying. For yeah, me. <laughs> unless it's a forty dollar martini. Cut that check, cousin. <laughs> Who was it? Boston. Boston this one guy, um, Gianni Hassan, uh, did this yeah. article about Hope making hedonism fun again in a way that's just like. That's fire. Yeah, like effortless. What does it's that like, word mean? Hedonist is like is pleasure seeking, yeah. right? So like you think of like early 2000s hip hop. So <laughs> a hedonist was like someone, they think humans are just on this planet to like get high, get highs. <laughs> right? Yeah, basically. And just full pleasure. Like, and then. Uh, what? So, that sounds some kinky. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, hell yeah, girl. <laughs> but one thing you said in like, the article, it's like, we're all going, like, obviously, the one, we'll never live like the 1%. But hope the way she presents herself, it's like, we're all rooting for her because she just wants the lavish and goods to have it, not to look lost or not to be possessive about it. It's just you feel like, that way? 
What was that again? I was picking up my <laughs> cap. Molly's calling you a, a hedonist. But a, a fun one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm a fun freak. <laughs> uh, I gotta find the direct definition of hedonism. Can you please? I I think I th- I'll have to read the article, but I think probably yeah. what what he means is like you are constantly like you're constantly entertaining with like expensive stuff yeah, it's, for it's the like most part. Indulgence, like trying to live life to the fullest. That's what a hedonist is. Yeah. You feel I that just, way? I just like to have fun. That's it. I just like I like to have a good time. Period. I don't I don't try to be someone that I'm not or try to be anything and I'm a Leo so naturally I like the finer things oh my god I'm sick of hearing about the astrology oh my god God. no one understands it no one understand it it. thanks Jack I understand it (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait what is a Leo known for um we're known for being natural born leaders so Barack Obama he's a Leo J-Lo's a Leo. She's a badass bitch. You know what I'm saying? What, um, what month is Leo? Uh, I think it starts July 23rd, and then it ends sometime in fucking August. I don't know. But my birthday is July 24th. Okay, word. So I'm on the cusp of, like, cancer, so I'm a little bit of a crybaby. Like, I'm kind of an emotional wreck. So, so you're deep on the astrology. You- no, not really. I'm just into myself, so I know about my <laughs> astrology. I know about my sign. What, what, what are what's the your negatives? sign? Capricorn? Yeah, see, I've never, like, fucked a Capricorn, so I don't know <laughs> shit about them. So, like, if I fucked them, I, the, like, I'll look up their zodiac. They're psycho workers is what a Capricorn is. That's weird. Nice. You're also a water goat. I is that what that, a Capricorn is? It's like a mermaid. A Leo's a lion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you can just look at your astrology sign and just, like, flip it into anything you want, though. You know what I'm no, saying? No, you can't. That's not how it works. Well, you just told me you don't care about astrology. It's fun. It's just like... Like, if I meet a Scorpio, I'm like, oh, he a freak. And then I'm, like, excited, <laughs> you know, to get to know him more. Was Hector Scorpio? Like... <laughs> oh, yeah, Hector Why got, you bring Hec- it up, Hector? Hector got canned. He tried to... <laughs> Why you can your man? It wasn't like that. It was just... I, me and Hector were just on different pages about the speed I wanted to work at. And he had to constantly commute here which was tough yeah but hector is starting up another show i hear oh you've heard i mean i be stalking y'all sometimes you know i watch your i watch your shows like which episode did you like my favorite one still why try like which one the first one the first one what about his grill yeah he's like it slipped into my mouth (laughs) that one (laughs) yeah still of all time favorite one um, I haven't seen the recent one you did with him though, um, and I really, I really enjoyed the one you did with Lionel. I really liked that one; that was really insightful. And then I really enjoyed you interviewed uh, this gentleman who owns a shop on Newberry Street. It just shut down. Did it really? Sucks. Son of a bitch! It's ten thousand dollar rent on Newberry a month. <sighs> He's a mad good dude, and you could have definitely done a show there. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. Shit. Hey. Sucks. Where? Um, South Boston. There's this guy. It's like a house like place. I'm not sure if I should like disclose it. Yeah, but this place had a ball pit and it was designed to be this open loft and there was like something like that. It was like a giant dragon and a DJ set. Like 
Yeah, it sounds like you're doing acid, Molly. There were lights everywhere. Holy shit. Why is this chair so far away from the table? I just got a text. Um, so let's just go over what South by Southwest entails for you. So you're going to leave like flight from what Logan to Austin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my that. show is on the 14th. I'm literally doing the show and coming back. That's it. Yeah. I, I want to stay. I wish I could stay, but I got shit to do. So I can't. Yeah. Are you guys planning to do like a headlining hope a dope? Yeah. When's that? It's in the air. How are you going to market it? With my vagina. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Probably pretty effective. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the best way to market is just to create cool fucking content mm-hmm. and stalk the shit out of people. At least for me, that works. Do you think if you guys went psycho, you could sell it the upstairs? Make five trailers. <laughs> Seriously. And just like release them every week leading up to the show. Everything takes time. H- have you learned patience through everything? Fuck no. No, I have the worst patience. Molly knows, like yeah, but I feel like it. But things have like slow, slowly grown for you over time, though. It has, but I'm definitely very impatient. I think it's a good thing. It's a blessing and a curse because I'm very persistent. Um, and a lot of times in this business, people are not good at getting back at you, or they love ignoring the shit out of you to like see if they if you really want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that nature, it's a good thing, but sometimes it could be a bad thing for me because I tend to not see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> yeah. How, how often, cause being an independent artist, I mean, you're semi-independent, right? You just got signed kind of. I mean, I'm signed, but it's just, uh, for that single. Um, so it's kind of yeah. You're just an independent. Yeah, I'm I'm part. independent all day, every day. Molly's my manager. She not going no fucking where. How often? Because I know <laughs> it's not like it's not consistent growth. How often do you check in w- with like some of your accomplishments? Like, do you think about them consistently? Um, honestly, I don't think about my accomplishments because I don't look at them as accomplishments. Why? Because because I have so much more growth. Like I have so much more that I want to do, that I have to do. So, But, but the wins I, are validating, aren't they? I mean, I pat myself on the back sometimes, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, for me, if I sat there and I'm like, oh, man, I'm doing all these great things, I might get content, and I don't ever want to be content with my situation or where I'm at. I always want to push myself because um, I'm indie now, but eventually I want to be mainstream. Mm-hmm. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, my gosh, like, this is cool. Like I'm doing good. Cause then I'll get comfortable as fuck. And I, 
I always want to make myself feel mad uncomfortable. So every day when I wake up, I'm like, let me get to the shit before I'm a failure. So, so you must be anxious as fuck. I'm very anxious. Yeah. You have to always be on the go. Yeah. Constantly. I feel you. Yeah. It's like dope, but it's also whack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I set myself up for like shit sometimes, but. Do you ever feel like you spread yourself too thin? I do, but at the same time, you know, I'm sure PDD felt that way. I'm sure Beyonce felt that fucking mm-hmm. way. You know what I'm saying? You just fucking, you push yourself. You have to. You know what I'm saying? I was watching this interview with, um, I'm so terrible with names, y'all. But um, Tank God, that's his name, the producer, um, he was talking to P. Diddy. And I didn't even know that he was like, P. Diddy took Tank God under his wing and he was saying how uh, he would be in the studio and P. Diddy would come in and P. Diddy would be like, oh, like, you working on stuff? And Tank would be like, yeah. And P. Diddy would be like, all right, play everything that you got for me. You know what I'm saying? And when I heard that, like, that really resonated with me because me and as a, me as an artist, I get that a lot. Like, I'll have people be like, oh, like, you know, let me hear what you got. And my biggest fear is for someone to say, like, let me hear what you got and I don't have shit. So like I have to I have to keep fucking going. I have to keep working. I have to keep creating, you know, so I'm always prepared. I always want to be prepared because a lot of times a lot of the opportunities that I've been given um, were just at a drop of a dime. Like spur the moment. Yeah. When V-Files asked me to come to Austin, they literally asked me to do that shit a week ago. And you're you're you say yes to everything. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to fucking say no. You know, having an attitude like that's a blessing, right? Not many people like think like that. A lot of people overthink shit too much. And like the fact that you're just saying, yes, like this is where an opportunity comes from. Mm-hmm. You got to be kind of thankful for that. Yeah. I think that I think when you, I, I think have you should that, appreciate mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do appreciate my mindset. I really do. Cause you have to, you have to take risk. And a lot of times I felt like, oh man, I'm not ready. But then I was like, fuck that bitch, get ready. And if you're not ready, act like you fucking ready. Mm-hmm. And it fucking just worked every time. You just do, right? Yeah. You just fucking do it. Like, you can't sit around and, and say to yourself, like, oh, shit, like, I need to give this more time. Because the moment you say that, there's someone else, like, who's fucking ready. Who's mm-hmm. like, up, oh, just took your fucking chance because you wasn't fucking ready. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you know? Like today. Yeah. <laughs> Dead ass. Ma- for reference, Molly hit me up this morning. She was like, I don't know if we can do this. Oh, God. Blah. I'm like, hey, don't worry. It's not NPR. It's just yeah. Big Bochy. Yeah, I know. I had, as like I said, I worked three jobs. I had a shipment order and I got miscommunication and I didn't want to like cut things short, but. I feel you. Exactly. I feel. No, but that's what you should be as a manager. It's totally on the shit. Yeah, she's on the shit, and I'm like, fuck that, let's fucking go. <laughs> so it's like fire and You ice, want things to work I out, it. I get it. But you- Molly is good for me because I don't think of shit. Like, I do just fucking jump into shit. So Molly's always that voice of reason for me. You you work off impulse a lot. Oh, I do. Yeah. I've booked many shows back in Salem. I just don't, like, five shows. Or, like, through working at the Knights of Columbus, I was security, door person, change venue. Like, I did everything on my own. I had no help. And I've learned a lot through impulse <laughs> decisions, too. So For sure. Always want to be the yes man, but you got to be the no man when things get sus and sketchy. 
For sure. Right, for instance, I just got a text about someone trying to charge me more money. You wanna see it? <laughs> Not doing all that. Here's the Down to pay to play in every gig we've ever had. Hope we've gotten paid. And that's my goal, is to have her. That? <laughs> Can you get on the mic and say that? No bullshit. Get up here. Is this motherfucker on? Every gig Hope has ever played, she's gotten paid. Yay! Smiles. That's what. That's wild for Boston. Yeah. Like, that's dope. Yeah. A lot of people are doing f- on the for the free. I mean, you got to start somewhere, but eventually you have to understand your value. Yeah, you got to understand like, hey, <laughs> you know, you gotta when as an artist and people in in a lot of these venues don't think about this shit and also with south by southwest um because i didn't want to go out there and just do one gig i wanted to do multiple gigs so molly tried to find me other gigs out there and every fucking body was like 300 400 to perform and that's fucking crazy you know and i'm just like fuck you yeah it's a great opportunity but i'm not about to I get it. But you wouldn't Go pay for, for you. It. You wouldn't pay for a major look, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, it it literally. Someone's like, "Hey, come up on MTV, Frankie G." The, you you would definitely do. MTV's right? not gonna make me pay them to go on their show, and that's the fucking thing because MTV understands that that's fucking scamming people you know what i'm saying and they're a hot, they're a bigger corporation mtv would never get away with that because people will sue the fuck out of them and these smaller entities they get away with that because they target i'm not gonna say dumb ignorant artists who just really want to make it who really want to perform in front of big people i had this guy in new york scout me <laughs> scout me <laughs> and um He's like, oh, my God, here's my card. You look like a model. And, <laughs> oh, that was red, and then he red goes, flag number one. Right? And then he goes, but no, that's scouts do that. Even photographers. Like, my friend is a big photographer in New York, and that's how she gets a lot of her models. It's just being on the subway, like, oh, shit, you're cute. Here's my card. But anywho, motherfucker was telling me to come to some fucking model scouting thing that he throws, and it's like 1K. Did, did you know it was a little weird? I mean... Anytime you couldn't just sense by character, it's like it's a little strange. Um, everyone's sketchy in the business. Like even people who are, even people who are, who actually have credentials and shit, they're like mad sketchy. Like, why, why do you at, think that is? Uh, because when you're when you're in that business, it's like everything is so accessible to you, and people don't judge you. It's not like working in a corporate world. It's different. Mm-hmm. So you can. You can kind of let your freak flag fly, and people are like, "He's an artist. Like it's totally normal." Well, you know what I'm saying? I, what I've noticed, I think that it, it's weird with artists because one, everyone for the most part is self-employed as an artist. Mm-hmm. So when you're self-employed and you're totally entrepreneurial, there's a sense of desperation. Everybody like, "Holy shit, I have to go get this done." And so I think there's a lot of relationships where people aren't fully transparent with other people. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people want things from other people, but they won't say it because they mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable to say it. Is that a good assessment? Exactly. I just think people, if you, people are more above board, wouldn't you say in like what you've dealt with and like mm-hmm. business and shit, if people are just straightforward, it makes things way easier. Yeah. But those are, that's a real business person because a real business person is just going to tell you what the fuck it is. Boom, boom, bam. You know, and someone who 
is trying to be a business person but has no fucking clue what they're doing they're gonna like give you the fucking runaround because they know they're full of shit mm-hmm. like you know if my man call me and be like where you at and i know that i wasn't where the fuck i said i was i'm gonna like throw it back on him you know i'm gonna give him the fucking runaround that's what you do when you own bullshit it's a detroit swagger man finesse <laughs> <laughs> that's that hooters swagger Ooh, uh, shout out uh, You feel that way? Um, yeah. You gonna say that where everything Bali say <laughs> that how you feel? <laughs> well, she's like your number one salesperson. I wanna I make... love her. She's my everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, being everyone also thinks sales is like a bad thing. Sales Are is you great. A marketing major? Oh yeah. yeah. Money, marketing, branding. <laughs> Hell yeah. So back to you being um checking in and being very spread thin do you ever think you're on your phone a lot is it do you ever stack yourself up against other artists on a a bigger platform i actually i don't i'm i don't feel like i'm on my phone enough um but you know what i'm saying though like you you like go on like beyonce's page or something like that does that ever like get to you? i can't compare myself to beyonce because she's a child fucking prodigy you know what i'm saying that's like a goat. she came out the pussy like her mom's like sing bitch that's your life you know Let's like, go. like yeah i had a whole different like, upbringing you know i'm starting to feel like conan o'brien a little bit to be honest with you sometimes when i look at what's what's her name oh my god he's from brooklyn yeah <laughs> what happened to your phone? Listen, I crack a I crack a phone. I can never I can never you like, the OtterBox man. Crack a phone. This thing is like totally durable. It's such a bro, like such a like it's such Thick. a like I hunt, like you know, like <laughs> Dominant. Yeah, it's like I drink beers and I hunt and, like I go to Hooters. Like, yeah, okay, you got it all <laughs> twisted. That's because that's because what the pack that's what the package looks like, right? That's the, just what Otterbox screams. <laughs> Durability. <laughs> That's its aesthetic, man. Some someone sent me a question to ask you. I gotta find it. Oh, I feel special. It wasn't Hector, was it? Because then I'm not gonna feel special. Uh, let's see. He not gonna tell me. Oh yeah, how how have you seen um, female artists shift in Boston since we last linked? Have you seen any difference? Can I be very honest no. with you? It's been tough to get girls on the show because yeah. I do not know enough girls really punching and moving in Boston. Community within that, like the, I'd say the more femme girl, like queer non-binary community has like a lot of boundaries up for multiple reasons. But if there's like open communication, is there? Um, I think that. Are you speaking of as far as hip hop? just rap or just in general females it's you know this is what i think i think that in boston as far as the hip-hop community goes there's not a lot of support from people outside of the community um so it's already just a really hard um it's a really hard uh thing to kind of break into elaborate on what you mean by support um what i mean support is um 
just from other venues, support from other venues, support from uh, just the culture of Boston. It's not really like a hip hop embracing Mm-hmm. area this is why i like cambridge a lot more um because boston is just different it's like very politically driven um financial you know, financially driven. yeah the people are just like got sticks up their asses and shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you know no one's checking for the hip-hop uh unless it'll change just time, except though. for like the younger community you know what i'm saying um but so it's already it's just already just a hard market to kind of tap into as far as in boston and then you add that on top of being a woman, um, and music's already a very male-dominated industry. It's just, it's you probably think so? really. I know so. I know so. I literally make it a point to work with women because it's such a male-dominated industry, and I fucking no offense, but I can't stand working with guys sometimes because you always like when you have a vagina, you know need i say more you know what i'm saying so i prefer to work with women um it's just it's it's just better i've just enjoyed working with women a lot more uh sometimes you know i was gonna say you don't have a beat you know what i'm saying but (laughs) is is there a difference in working relationship with a dude than a chick if it's like a productive working relationship Mm -hmm. what is definitely what's the difference um the difference uh is guys tend to at least for me personally, a lot of the experiences that I've had, um, sometimes guys will kind of just develop a liking towards me or want to fuck me. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I don't mix, I don't mix business with pleasure. So, um, just navigating through that and trying to stay professional with someone when they clearly don't want to be professional, that's annoying as fuck. Um, especially when it's someone that you really want to work with. Um, so yeah, that can be that would, real tricky. That, yeah. That must be tough to navigate something like that. Yeah. Is it, I wonder how, how it will change as your career grows too. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's down here. No, okay. no it's going to get worse, but I think that, um, how do you gauge somebody's professionalism? Um, what do you mean? Like, if you know you're about to work with someone, I think of all artists I've mm-hmm. met up here, you probably work with like the most different people. Mm-hmm. Is that a good assessment? Yeah. How do you gauge if you know so it's going to be an effective relationship with a dude, a working relationship? How does that, does that make sense? I don't understand the question at all. I'm saying, how do you know? How do you know that some like a relationship, mm-hmm. a working relationship, is going to be effective with oh. somebody? Um, it, I mean, that make sense? when it comes to music, it's really easy because there's this thing called musical chemistry and it's, it's a lot like when you like love at first sight, you know what I'm saying? Like when you meet someone musically, the moment you hear their work, you're going to know mm-hmm. if you fuck with their shit or if they're going to fuck with your shit. And if you guys can create something amazing, um, you just know, you just kind of know, you just, it's just, Wait, a, is it the same thing with girls though? M- musically is, are these stupid questions am i making sense <laughs> are you are you saying is it different with men and women i'm, there, sa- I'm saying like you guys are a female duo mm-hmm. right you want to bring a dude onto your team how are you mm-hmm. gauging I, was, I thought you were asking more folks well yeah well i'm just saying like you guys are you want to build a team right mm-hmm. what would it take to bring a dude on because a guy you, 
regardless of what we're doing. They have to recognize what we're doing and if it's different. And if there's, like, I work with, like, a lot of men. And it's not like I don't have to give, like, strict boundary talks or things like that because we, we hope people aren't going to be that predatory. But, like, it does happen. Um, we work with this producer called Joey. It goes by Jexy. Shout out, Joey. <laughs> I love you, Joey. But we, to- we, we know the type of music he makes. It makes a lot of, like, synth kind of more sad uh, alternative rap but we showed him what we're like we want this incorporated and would you vibe with this do you understand where we're coming from and we hung out a couple times like I grew up with this kid too uh, there's other times where I meet pr- producers where I think work well with Hope and sometimes I'll go through like two meetings with them or I'll mm-hmm. talk to them like a couple times and I just see how it works out because I don't know I think like Hope said like I have had tough times with guys in the music industries like music industry excuse me um with pushing a lot of the camera jack i think that in general you just have to be fucking creative and and i guess i don't want to make it seem like i don't want to collaborate with men because i do but you have to be different like i don't want to collaborate with someone who's doing the same fucking thing as everybody else you gotta you gotta inspire me and i only get inspired by something that I've never heard before, something that's unique. Why try is a perfect example. I was gonna say you guys would kill it. No, I told sick. no. We've talked about it multiple times. Um, we've even talked about him doing a, a remix with me for Cheekbones. Um, he's one artist that I would, I would love to work with, to collaborate with, and he's just got mad good. The music and video vibes. would be wild. Oh yeah, and he's so theatri- theatrical. We would just mesh really well. well yeah why haven't you done it yet i'm on that bullshit i just need to <laughs> i need to kind of just i'm right now i'm i'm working i'm collaborating with another artist who's a female shit like fuck but she's really amazing from boston yes and um we're doing a collaborative uh ep together like mixtape we're gonna drop and when's that coming when it's done nice <laughs> you've learned <laughs> exactly um, april 1st april 5th yeah, it's yeah coming out then. no more weird made updates but um yeah and then i'm also collaborating with uh another artist that molly manages um and it's a guy so um Shout yeah to him. yeah so i'm uh i want to collaborate with more artists but uh, it does kind of, it's one of those things where I have to have time for it and money, you know. And I'm already working with artists who are managed by Molly. So they're kind of first priority for me. But I feel like with Why Try is a perfect example. Because, like, a lot of the times when I show someone Hope's music who is, like, I don't, a guy or whatever that doesn't necessarily understand where it's coming from, they're like, oh my God, this is, like, super sexualized. Like, is this, like, all you think about? That's so much more than that yeah what do you what do you think about that my shit's mad sexual but i'm a sexual person so well i don't give a fuck like interpret it how you want to the right people are gonna take it you know my ex he would listen to my music and he hated it you know what i'm saying it's just not for my music literally is not for everyone did he hate it because he was mad protective he didn't like it because it was raunchy, sexual. He thinks you're attracting other he dudes. Could, you know, yeah, you know, people take their own interpretation out of art. And that's that's what art is supposed to do. It's supposed to, you know, you're supposed to soak it in and 
you know, relate to it in some type of fucking way, you well, know? So. Well, I think why I fuck with it is because to develop a a persona takes 30 times more energy than just making music. Mm-hmm. And so I know how much shit goes into, like, your visual and, like, going crazy and, like, being a good entertainer. That I think that's what's most engaging. Mm-hmm. So shout to you, dude. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Do you has that helped you? Well, one, I'd say you're pretty close to the persona that's in music videos, but yeah. has anyone ever come up to you and be like, you're like, you're not the same as I see you in your videos? Um, no. <laughs> um, you're crazy. Much, I'm pretty much lit. But honestly, I a week ago, I um, I don't remember where I was because I never fucking remember half of the shit that I be at or what I'm doing. But someone did say that to me. Um, but you're not, you're not going to be on 24 seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, and honestly, I'm, I come off as a very social and like out there type of person. But I, you, you just said like, when I make my Instagram stories, I'd be at home. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not doing a show, I'm at the crib. You're tired. I don't go out. I don't, you know, I rarely go to events and like social with people and that's just like, I'm just naturally just kind of introverted. So a lot of times when I am out, I don't fucking speak to people unless they, you know, speak to me. And when you say you're introverted, I've been saying that too. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm introverted, but you understand why some people be like, dude, you're totally full of shit. I say I'm kind of, cause like I love to talk to people, but it's like, I mean, you. I gotta go outside. Can you just come over here? Oh, like, so you're lazy. I'm not lazy. I just I like to stay out of trouble. Like I don't like going out because the moment you go out, that's when some shit you get into some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd rather be in the comforts of my fucking crib. You know, sip on my wine and talk shit. Get on your IG. Yeah. Period. Like that's what I like to do, and I'm constantly like I'm constantly trying to, you know, work out of my computer and shit i just don't have time to be out weren't like, you weren't you being garage band beats last time we checked in mm-hmm. you still hooking up with garage yeah. band beats let's go i'm garage band all day so that's fucking wild. easy it's that's like easy wild. as shit do you know yeah. do you ever do logic logic is a lot like garage band it's, but it's just it's like an upgrade a, absolutely yeah yeah i ain't i ain't paying for that shit <laughs> garage band's free you know what i'm it saying came it came on my mac yeah it's lit <laughs> like the fuck i need for nothing else and sometimes i get like frustrated i'm like fuck garage band why can't you be more advanced why can't i do certain things but shit i just i've been working around it ever since like since I've been using it, so I had Pro Tools for a while, and then I was like, "Why the it's fuck just am I using?" Complicated. It's it's not even that it's complicated. It glitches so much. Like, there's always a fucking issue with Pro Tools. When I had it, it was always some type of fucking glitch. I always had to buy a new fucking eye lock. It's just <laughs> frustrating. It has that helped you understanding the production behind your music, though. Um, using Pro Tools. Well, no, just understanding the production process. Oh, definitely, definitely, because I was. Before I understood, you know, what goes into uh, the production of everything, I was I was probably annoying the shit out of like producers, like, "Hey man, where's my song?" <laughs> like, Adam, you know? <laughs> I'll get you in contact with him. His I beats just, are actually fire. Yeah, I just need him to send me some fucking beats. I know they're fire. He played me some shit, and I was like, "Fuck with saying. me, man." He has to. Music. He's he's starting to work here now. So yeah, I'll, he's I'll super talented. Tell him to fuck with me, like for real, for real. Cause 
Have you guys thought of booking studio time here ever? Obligatory plug. What's we are the, at Phoenix Down Recording. The, the best studio in Boston, even though we're not in Boston. We're in? Somerville. We're in Somerville. We're at 228 Lowell Street. And listen, if you are a whack artist in Boston, you, you can come in here and you're probably going to leave whack. But if you're good, you're going to leave great. And if you come in great, you're going to leave amazing. And if you come in amazing, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're going to leave on the charts, dude. Damn. That's sick. I hear that every time I watch your shit. <laughs> that was completely original. Thank you. We're working hard. Molly, get here. the fuck out of here. We don't appreciate you. <laughs> fuck me, man. Hey, so I don't know. I can cut this if we have to, but you do have a super fan on Instagram. You were good. I was gonna bring it up. I love him. He's so cute. Yeah, Sh- what's his name? Uh, see why you gotta do that. See, I don't know. Let's look it up. I feel like shit. Yeah, cut that part. <laughs> I'm going to look like a piece of shit. Actually, I'm going to keep it a buck. We don't cut anything in post-production. <laughs> eh, don't do that to me. <laughs> but, hey. Jack, look out one uh, time for the one time. Just cut. Hope it up. His cut name's it. Devin Johnson. Devin Johnson. Yay. Devin, I love you. Devin, shout to you, man. There piece aren't many people who have super fans. That's fire. Yeah. Yeah. That, He's such a sweetie pie. He came to my last show. Was he? Oh yeah, he was. He was right there. Have you signed? Have you I signed him, him anything? Or I mean, I shower him with undying love and devotion. We talk every single day. No way, really. Yeah, we do. That's fire. That's my baby. Have you? Um. Has anyone else gravitated gravitated towards you like that? <laughs> yeah, but I had to get a harassment order. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was gonna, say, I was gonna say, are you ever too out there on the internet where then it sometimes weird people flock to you? Um, yeah, I have weird people flock to me, you know, and they stay in the unread <laughs> fucking Re- report box of you know my messages, you know, I never open that shit. <laughs> You know, I don't hit allow. I might open it, but I do not hit allow. You know, so like, oh, that'd that's be an weird. issue. Yeah, I was at, there was a kid here. You actually introduced me to him, Savage Gasp. I had him up here. The episode was great. He's a mad good kid. I love his like he's he has a whole like wholesome, but like he's also he's hard too. He's wholesome and hard. I yeah. Describe it have like you have you met him? Mm-mm. But he's also very transparent on the internet. And I was asking him, I was like, is it ever weird? Like, you develop all these relationships online. Does it ever get weird when you meet these people in person? So now I'm asking you the same question. Fuck no. It's like, I get I get excited when I get to meet people that I've, like, built something off of online. That sounds mad creepy, mm-hmm. but... I know what you're saying. <laughs> but no, I get excited. Um, Yeah. Have they always been normal when you liked them? Um, I mean, it's not like I meet people that I talk to on IG every day, but if someone is a fan of mine and they genuinely come to my show, like, it's never fucking weird. It's always good vibes. Like, I've never dealt with, like, some super, Mm -hmm. like, weird person. And if if I do, you know, I'm really nice. No, I'm really nice. And some people, some people you just you kill them with kindness, you know what I'm saying? I'm just naturally just, like, a nice person. So even if someone's weird, I'm fucking weird. So, like, someone's crazy, I'm fucking crazy. So I'm not going to judge you. I'm just be like, all right, he's a little quirky, but thanks for coming, <laughs> you know? 
so let's say we have this conversation, right? Five years. And, and you can be at the highest level possible in terms of what you want. Mm-hmm. I shall say 10 years because we all know things take time. Where would you like to be having this conversation and where would it be going on? Mind you, I will not be a yeah. podcast host in five years. But Yeah, Jennifer Lopez, like I heard this crazy rumor that she likes like lavender in her toilet bowls. That's where I like That'd if be fire. if I can't request lavender in my motherfucking toilet bowls, goddamn it, I did not fucking make it. Like, so period. you want the bag to be secure? Yeah, period, period. I want to request like crazy shit. I'm not going to, but is that the, is that the number person, one but. financial? Um, money? No, I mean, I'm. I really want to be able to just buy a house. Like, I have a lot of sisters. I have six sisters and a mother, you know? So I just want to buy a house and, like, have my sisters in there, like, on some Kardashian shit, you know? Detroit crib? Um, It would probably be in Detroit, but probably somewhere warm. Because my mom wants to move to, like, Texas and shit. So somewhere warm. I don't know if I want my house to be in Texas. We might have to negotiate the location, but. Not Boston. No. Hey, hey, hey. You got, you got fans here. I mean, <laughs> Be that's political, great. be political. I will, I will fucking come here all the time, but I don't <laughs> think I would stay here. I don't want to live here. Too I don't want to raise my kids here. Man, it's mad cold, um, but that doesn't bother me. It's just, I'm, I'm just cut from a different cloth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still need that urban feeling, and I don't get that, that, like, down home feeling that I get back at home and if when I raise my children I really want to raise them in like New York or something you know because I still I want them to be well off but you know a couple mugs you know as a child you know it kind of builds you up as a person you know what I'm saying like I still want them to kind of understand that there's good and bad in the world and I want them to be exposed to both parts you know I don't want them getting mugged, literally, but, you know, I want them to be aware. I want them to be street smart. Like, I can't stand people that aren't fucking street smart, and I don't want my kids to be like that. Elaborate on street smarts. Um, Just common fucking sense shit, like not talk to, like, certain fucking people or how to just handle people or how to handle yourself in different environments, you know, when you're around how to be around hood niggas and how to be around corporate motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And See, that's, that's like big because I, I have a lot of intellects in my family, people who are smart and who have like, I wouldn't say a lot, but I know a lot of really smart people academically, but a lot of these people, I'm like, you just don't understand how to relate to people, which I kind of feel like is the most important weapon. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I completely agree. I mean, Look at this. It's, the a, it's emo- emotional okay. intelligence. Yeah, definitely. You, if people, if people can't like you or can't relate to you or can't see themselves being your fucking friend, or you can't communicate, fuck with you the way you feel effectively. Yeah, pretty much. Don't be socially awkward. You know, if you want to be in this business, this business, man. Don't be socially awkward. I feel like it's people weird. Just kind of have to walk it like you're talking to. Like, there's a lot of kids that like. <laughs> They can do it. (laughs) They got money. If that bag's secure, you can do anything, man. If that bag's bag's secure, you can do anything. I, um, 
I'm not going to blast the person, but I met. You're pissed. Let's hear it. No, I met this guy a while ago. Whoa. And he's the father of a rapper, like a big rapper out here. And like I got to pick his brain, which was really fucking well, his dad's brain, at least, you know, <laughs> as much advice he could give me. But anyways, <laughs> he told me like straight up, he's like, we're rich Jews. Like my son made it because we have money and we were able to kind of elevate him through by throwing people money and the motherfucker literally told me like oh like i can get you on world star but it's gonna cost you like five thousand dollars and i'm like <laughs> who dick i gotta suck for five thousand dollars you know what i'm saying but Holy shit. no but um is that how much it traditionally costs to get on world star five racks um i believe it i i definitely believe it because i've submitted to world star i submit to them all the time like I fuck with that heavy that, that you're deep on the internet sending and, shit to people. That's crazy. Yeah, and they don't fuck with me. And and a lot of um, I've like reached out to people who work for World Star, and they've like told me like, oh, it's gonna if you want to be on the website, it's gonna cost you this much. If you want to be on the Instagram page, it's gonna cost you this much. So yeah, are you deep on the uh, like? Find out who the writer is. Find the writer's Twitter. Yeah, I'm a stalker. That's like, fire, literally, though. I sit on my computer for hours and I stalk and I figure out who's who. Because you can't. That's and this is the fucked I up thing that. about it. Because like people love going on like, like I'll just throw elevator for an example. Like I see this a lot with artists. They'll go on elevators like Instagram page and they'll be like, "Yo, listen to my music. It's it's fire." It's like, no, that's not how you fucking get attention. Figure out. Who's curating their fucking playlist? Don't, don't kick too much you know, game. Oh, let me chill. <laughs> but no, dead ass. Like people need to know this. Like, figure out who's curating the playlist for their Spotify. I think what people like, don't get—that's how you get in. Is everything you see on the internet was devised by somebody? Mm-hmm. Someone was on the other side of the phone. And it's definitely an intern, and they don't give a shit about <laughs> your music like, at all. They just want to—they're all do their interns. Job. Like, don't go on. A person's Instagram page, hoping that they'll fucking put you on. Have you ever you gotta sh- meet them? Have you ever just person. like shown up somewhere? That's fire. I'm the queen of just popping up on. Let's on go. Shit. But like, I don't like going to like the corporate offices and like being that weird have you kid. Done it? I don't think that I I haven't I haven't gone that far because I feel like the rejection rate is too fucking high and I hate rejection. Yeah, I've caught a bunch of L's doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, no one wants, like, they're, like, walking in the building with their coffee and you're like, hey, here's my mixtape. They're like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, kid. Like, you know, the the fact that someone will actually stop and, like, hear you out is slim, especially in New York. People ain't got time for that shit. The best way to meet people is to go to events. Like, these big companies, these big labels, they're always throwing events. They're always, but they're not just going to tell you. You got to find them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you have to do your research. How important are, are first impressions? How about that for a question? Yeah. I'm not that great at first impressions. Nor I ain't I. even going to lie. I'm not, I'm not great, especially in this uh, entertainment, like, as far as yeah as far as meeting other artists like bigger artists i i don't know how how i'll get used to like meeting bigger artists without me kind of just being quiet as fuck with them um because i'm just not good at talking with other artists but i am good at talking with like 
the people behind them normies yeah like i i like talking to normal people yeah, yeah exactly i feel more comfortable i can be myself scrubs yeah but celebrities and shit i'm like oh, why wow, was oh, it was it oh. weird is it weird during that show which show who is it cupcake mm-hmm. do you link with her easily or yeah i mean i mean i spoke to her but i i I, I hate feeling like a fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, and with a lot of these musicians, they just automatically assume you're a fan. They don't, and then if you say, oh, like, I'm a musician, like, they don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't really like talking to musicians, especially after a show and shit, you know? But that's just me personally. There's Molly weird. tries to, like, push me and get me to talk to Well, there's artists, weird power but, dynamics between artists. I've noticed a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of like little ego shits going on, like all this weird shit. How 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 important? I ask this all the time. Jack's gonna kill me. I ask about ego like on every show. How, he asked me this the last show we did. I said, "Do you have an ego?" You asked me some. Go ask your question. Ask your question. Fuck my question. No, man. ask the question. <laughs> no, nah, I won't do my job. Is that what you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. All right. Fuck. I'm sorry. On a new so diet. <laughs> That'd be fire. I would love to. Actually, know, know what I think? I would just ask you a bunch of questions about sex. <laughs> I was saying we should we should do a relationship thing. Okay, let's do it. Well, who could we do a panel with if I grab some a, a third person? And you two. I'll just mediate the conversation between you two. Um, you and Y-Try, Y-Try should just like Y-Try's headbutt each other character. in the face. You got to find characters because it's got to be entertaining. So definitely Y-Try. Who else is like Matt entertaining? But no, would be really good is if I could get like the head of a financial company and have you sit down and we'll facilitate a conversation. <laughs> That'd be wild. That'd be like, have you ever seen the show Wonder Showsman? No. What is it? Oh my God. It's so funny. It's like, it was in the 2000s where they would like interview like big heads on Wall Street. It'd be like little kids being like, who did you exploit today? <laughs> That's fire. We should do some shit like that. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, wait, let's take a picture and send it to uh, Devin. Tell him we shouted him out on the show. Who picture? Let's take a picture on your IG and send it to oh. Devin. Are you friends with Devin? Y'all cool like that? Oh, he follows the page. You guys gotta do the selfie face. Shout out to Dev. Okay, so I'm about to get kicked out of this room. But how long do you think this has been running? I don't know. We Hour 10. Hey, how'd I do without heck? Did I do okay? I kind of miss him, but it's cool. I miss Hector too, honestly. There, there's a. <laughs> Need some more chocolate in this room. Oh, you feel isolated? I mean, I'm kind of like the minority right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> we well, we got to make sure we link Hope with Adam after this. Um, okay. Do you remember how we start and end? Mine. Also, actually, also. Do your Twitter, your IG, Instagram. Ew, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. They're the exact same. It's AKA Hope Dope, AKA H O P E A D O P E. I don't know why I had to think about that, but a little dyslexic. <laughs> What's on the way? Um, I've got a couple projects on the way. I don't want to talk about it. It's like super top secret. Um, I got some singles coming out and they're fucking flame, y'all. Like dead ass, they're fire as fuck. I cannot emphasize. A lot of like, if, if you're if you're like drunk, like you hear a hope, they'll be like, let's go ahead, butt some people. 
dead ass. Am I the only one who feels like that? I want to start a mosh pit so bad, but I feel like my music's like too cute to start a mosh pit. It's well, no, not like I think the eight bit was like do 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 do. Yeah, that makes me want to. Makes you want a mosh pit, motherfucker. Makes you want to swan dive off a balcony. Okay, the next show I do, can you just come and just initiate the mosh pit? When's the next show? Where? Middle East upstairs. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not doing that show, Molly. Don't kill me. <laughs> it's getting a little awkward now. <laughs> there will be, yes. When is the Hope Dope headliner? I'm asking you. This is your June, career. June. It better not. What Molly said. Why not late May? There's a lot of schools here that get out in June. Think about the audience. All right, Connor. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I sold out a show there. The downstairs, man. Ew. Well, you need to help us do this show then. We can, What we'll do is when you're on a little press run, you can come back up. Okay. Thanks, Big ben. Bochi. Thanks. That's not the help I was talking about, but thanks. <laughs> You're a good guy. All right, so how do we start and end? My name is Hope Adope, and this is my golden hour. Nice. My name is Hope Adope, and this was my motherfucking golden hour, bitch. And, and, and it's her platinum hour because it's your second, second episode. episode. Yeah. All right, all right, Jack. Jack, I'll hit that at the same time you do it. My bladder's about to I explode. Oh, all right, you go first. You go first.